Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right. Good evening, everyone. It's CJ, and I'm very excited to be delivering another edition of Rogue News Interviews. Now, tonight's guest, I'm sure many of you are already aware of her work. Uh, she does tremendous work. Her name is Erin Elizabeth, and Erin does her work with Health Nut News, and she has a tremendous following, uh, the work that she does. She's an author. She's a speaker. I don't think really there's anything that she doesn't do, but I'm, I'm an avid fan I follow her, all her work and everything that she does to draw awareness to natural health, to really, you know, helping humanity for better health outcomes. Erin, welcome to Rogue News. How are you? I'm doing great, CJ. Thank you for having me here. Honor to be here. Doing no, it's it's an honor and a pleasure. And I know we've been trying to connect for a while. I've I've teased our audience before with with sharing that, hey. Aaron's going to be going on and, and you're, you're extremely busy. I, you know, you, you travel quite a bit. You do a lot of, of, of function, you know, guest speaking at the events that you do and your website is healthnutnews.com. I recommend that all of our listeners go there, subscribe, make sure to key in your email address. You can follow her on our social handles that we'll, we'll definitely will promote. But Aaron, I want to start with sharing more about your background and how and where you landed today as far as, really focusing on health, natural health. So why don't you share with the listeners a little bit more about yourself, please? Sure, I, I'd be happy to do so. Yes, um, I was born in Chicago uh, and adopted. So I had a pretty rough start with my birth mother, had a very rough pregnancy to say the least. Uh, That's probably an understatement, but she did give a live birth and uh, in the end and had me and I was immediately hospitalized for several months because I was uh, so sick. And then just after probably right around January, um, or actually would have been at the end of the year of uh, 1970 when I was born. So I date myself. I was adopted by my wonderful parents who moved me to Indiana in your neck of the woods um, where I was raised. And they were first time parents. So they were adopting their first child. They were unable ever to have their own kids. And they took me to be vaccinated. Uh, now, when I was not breastfed, never had a mother been in hospitalized without a lot of human touch, except maybe doctors or nurses uh, for the first several months of my life. Now we're talking January, cold, as you know, that cold, uh, severe winter, uh, and they had me vaccinated. And it turns out it, I probably was already uh, d did my two month or something vaccines at the or at the orphanage or the whatever. So they didn't realize that the pediatrician said, despite having a severe cold in January, a particularly cold winter, it was just fine to do the vaccinations. Even if I've already been vaccinated, it's better to be safe and sorry and do them twice, he said, because God forbid we missed that DPT shot. So I hope you don't mind. I guess you said, let it all out. So I'm no, no, I no, let it all out. So and, I'm, and I'm keep going. Yeah, please do. Please do. So um, the pediatrician who has since passed on, or else I'd probably like to see him face to face with, uh, talk to him about a few things, did give the um, 
vaccinations, which I probably was double vaxxed. And within hours, I was hospitalized after just being out of a hospital for the first time in my life. Um, so now we're in early 71 in January. And I was uh, had 104 fever, uh, febrile seizures that didn't stop vomiting. And uh, they were pretty sure that I may not that I was going to make it. Uh, the priest was called in for last rites. And um, my parents were very worried. My mother over the years who adopted me, had, I consider my real mom, had always told me about this. And she would mention the vaccinations, but until recently, um, she didn't see the light, but now she does. So I get a little emotional about that because she actually watched a documentary I was in and finally said, wow, it was the vaccines without a doubt. Why couldn't I, why did I have that cognitive dissonance? But um, she so the the doctor then they did a spinal chap they thought spinal meningitis you know so i was in restraints and horrible things as a as a 3 month old having spinal taps and then they checked for meningitis and in the end pretty much decided that it was uh, i'm sorry an encephalitis so decided that i did have uh encephalitis uh so then they thought that if my fever did break and you know that if i stopped the febrile seizures and that i lived since i was really a mess. It was kind of like the exorcist or something and vomiting and blah, 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 that I would probably be brain, brain damaged. I'm sorry to use that. I know people don't like that, but, but that's the term they used back then or institutionalized and they have barely gotten to know their new baby. So fortunately um, for everyone, the fever broke and, you know, my relatives still kind of attribute it to being a, a miracle. And, uh, and I, I, I'm not that bad off. I imagine that some of the ADD and things I have that I've been working so hard on over the years and not being able to concentrate as a child in the cat classroom had to do with whatever happened to my brain during during that time where they, they couldn't, I'm sure they did Tylenol or something to try to bring the fever down. Um, so uh, then I'm in Indi Indiana and um, was, you know, kind of the normal childhood thing raised by my parents. Um, and my folks weren't really into health that much. I mean, they went through the fads, normal fads of the 80s and all that. But my dad's brother um, had written a couple books on vaccinations and was an attorney here in Florida, initially from the Midwest as well, who was helping parents whose children were vaccine injured before 1986 when the, you know, when the law the law was passed that we could no longer sue manufacturers. And he's also my godfather and was a big influence on me because I realized um, that I realized, I think from an early age, that those vaccines probably did injure me. But even as a kid, you're then, you're, you're, it's, we're so indoctrinated in these, these doctors then would tell me, but you have to have your boosters, you have to have your updates. And I think even in college, CJ, that they, they told us, I mean, even though they, you know, we didn't know all the rules then, I think they said they're required, though they really weren't. Now they may be, but not back then. And so I think I was vaccinated again. Then I had a ice skating accident, got a D a DTAP, at least not the DPT with the Marisol, but a DTAP, and was really sick, hospitalized again. Didn't know when you have when you have an ice skating accident and you're that bad and they bring you in with fractures, you're kind of laying in an ER. Somebody just gave me a DTAP. But um so that that was in my twenties. And I guess all these health challenge that challenges that I had along the way um, led me, especially in my 20s, living in Southern California in such a natural health-based kind of like people, folks that were like-minded that were looking for alternatives to traditional or conventional medicine, as I like to call it. Um, that's kind of where the journey began. began. So um, yeah, I, I mean, we can, hindsight's 2020, and uh, we can 
we could always say we wish we could go back. But even in the 80s, I was working for a nonprofit where they were teaching us about organic foods and supporting local organic farmers. But it really, I was just a teenager in college. It really took me to my 20s where I saw the light and uh, have kind of been on a mission ever since to um, be able to get myself healthier since I'd started off with some pretty ha bad, harsh challenges. And uh, then now to, to help other people and to get the news out for almost the last five, it'll be December, I think, technically five years having had the website Health Nut News. So, wow. What, uh, yeah, what, a, what, what a story. And, um, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, where you are today and the uh, work that you do to help uh, draw awareness. And, and that's why I love your, your website, Health Nut News, uh, the articles, the live streams, the videos, everything that you do. And where I, where it really falls back to me, cause I've shared with you, Aaron, that I do have a son that that's vaccine injured as well. And, uh, he's transitioned a lot. He's, he's made significant progress, but it really, it, it hurts inside when we still, we, we learn about children who are become vaccine injured or, or, you know, most recently, you know, I, uh, one of the UFC fighters, uh, his son uh, re received the DTAP, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Catone. I do follow him on Instagram and a few other social medias and his, this, the sad story of his young son. Uh, and, and then to watch Nick's, it's so sad, but you're so right to, to watch his uh, just, what is the word realization? I, I just can't imagine how hard that is. And for you too, but, and the fact that then he, yeah, he lost his son and now you just see every day more and more his, his eyes are open. Right. And then, and then we have, you know, traditional medicine that continues to uh, produce, uh, you know, more vaccines since they basically gave vaccine manufacturers uh, immunity from any type of product liability. And that's why we see such an increase in vaccine manufacturers. I mean, for, for goodness sake, we have uh, pesticide manufacturers that are now making vaccines. <laughs> that's how that's how crazy that, that that's gone. And then now they're they're looking at a whole new range of adult vaccines, and that's what's scary. Now they're pushing the senior citizens into, hey, you know what? You you need to get another round of of uh, you know measles or, or MMR, and that's what's so scary. But I want to talk a little bit around, in my personal opinion. I truly believe in the statistics, I think, you know, backed it up that when you look at the life expectancy that the last several years, it's actually declined. And you think of the day and age in terms of technology, the increase in, in screenings, th that doesn't make any sense, Aaron, in terms of why the life expectancy of Americans has, has decreased. And, and I truly look at that we are a, a society that is overprescribed with yeah. traditional uh, pharmacy, big pharma medications. And, and I'm not painting with too broad of a brush here when I make the statement, but in my personal opinion, I feel that traditional medicine has really failed us. Uh, and that's my personal belief. Everything from, from the way that we, we, uh, we treat cancer uh, to the way that for the first time when you go to a doctor that versus true diagnosis and true effort to figure out what is happening, whether it's diet, whether it's exercise, one of their first options is here's a medication, here's a prescription for your ailment, good luck. And then if that doesn't work, if you have side effects, I'll prescribe you two more that will help. <laughs> Those are another one to help the side effects from the other drug. No, it's so sad and I, I do my best and I'll say, I know you should say traditional and I'll do the same, but now that I go to an acupuncturist um, from having a few uh, 
fractures and I don't want to do surgery and trying to doing my best to heal naturally, I realized with like acupuncture, which has helped so much, they are traditional, they are TCMs. So they are DOMs, doctors of medicine, but also TCMs, traditional Chinese medical doctors. So I've done my best to call it conventional because if you really go back into tradition, what, what traditional, this has only been around this Western meds that of course our parents, we grew up, our parents grew up, but even our grandparents and definitely great grandparents, that is still what or was so foreign to them um, because yeah, it's, it is so sad now what has happened with conventional medicine. And it's interesting that you said there were two points, uh, should have taken some notes there, but you'd said about, Oh, a life expectancy. So despite the fact that the, uh, and I've done a couple different stories on this, that the life expectancy, as you said, in Americans is going to be shorter. Literally we could, our children could live shorter lifespans than we will, which is frightening, but yet it's going up in other parts of the world like Asia where they still vaccinate. I'm not gonna deny that, but they do fewer vaccines. And I think that uh, it, I believe vaccines is a big part of it. And also, like you said, the um, just our whole broken conventional, um, the, the medical system in the United States. And I just saw something on surprisingly mainstream news today, shocker when the truth gets out, especially with the pharmaceutical Shocking, very shocking. <laughs> the pharmaceutical companies, I know. But um, I think that it was just, it was, it was literally, this is not, this is not an opinion. This is a fact that we as Americans, um, well, we, I, part of it is we pay more, but we pay more than other countries. Okay, that's fine. That was their big point that we pay more for drugs, but also we, as a United States, consume more drugs than they said UK was next. And some people might say, oh, okay, the UK is a lot smaller. No, they were talking about per capita or whatever. It wasn't like, it, it was comparing per person that we spend more on pharmaceuticals than any other country. And honestly, the next country is not even half of what we do per person. Per, so it's amazing. Yeah, it is shocking yet in that we are this, um, you know, alleged first world country, yet we have um, such such horrific, I mean, there there is better, honestly, healthier people in, in some, I'm not saying that we don't have big issues in some third world, world countries, but I've been in Central America, I've been in South America, and those folks, some of them have, well, my, my biological mother's a scientist, doctor, her husband's from Vietnam, he'd never been to a doctor, he was of the indigenous culture that literally lived in tribes, they'd never been to a doctor, except to their more um, holistic medicine man in their tribe. And they're far healthier than the folks who have access to all the conventional medicine in the world, the United States and all the pharmaceuticals and prescriptions. And yeah, it's right. Well, and, and again, again, you know, very great points. That's why the work that you're doing at Health Nut News is just so important because we're conditioned. We're conditioned as a society to 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 go to your doctors and and do what you're told to walk into your pharmacy and when they're advertising a twenty five dollar gift card to get your flu vaccination, <laughs> you know oh, we're, con wow. we're 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 conditioned to to do these things as as a society, and uh, and I think that needs to change. And I think we're reaching a pivotal point in in America that I think that more people are are gaining even more consciousness regarding uh, health and individual medical. Uh, freedom and there there's an attempt out there to really suppress and and silence you know we uh, here at rogue uh we, we we're not the walk line we do go rogue so we talk about several controversial topics that, that many other uh, media media won't and i want to specifically talk about 
what is happening with the holistic doctors in America. And to me, uh, what it appears to be either a, a, a big pharma or some type of, of uh, mafia that's out there that is, is willing to shut down any type of, of more natural holistic doctors. I mean, it, it's, I can, I cannot believe that it does not get more media attention than what it does when we specifically talk about most recently. Uh, and again, I, I, when I say most recent, I'm talking about one that was uh, very rare was the former CDC uh, doctor uh, who, whatever information he was going to bring forth, whatever he was studying, you know, he was, he was in shape, you know, very fit. And, and, and I can't remember his name. And then he drowns, he drowns in a two foot puddle of water. I mean, it just, uh, in your opinion, Aaron, what, what is happening? What, what's unfolding and, and bring us up to speed on, on the number of doctors. I know on, on health Net news, you had another article where there was another holistic doctor that just recently, because she was being threatened, just shut down her practice. So, so what are your thoughts on that? What, what's happening? Sure. Well, I can talk about Dr. Farah, but before that, or that's her first name, and she has written us and thanked us for covering her story. But I would just, just touch briefly on Dr. Timothy Cunningham was the uh, CDC doctor you're speaking of. Now, unlike Dr. Farah, um, he would not have been, or most of the doctors in the series, Dr. Cunningham, who actually held an SCD, so it's not even a PhD or an MD, but he was a doctor, it's a, it's a doctorate of science from Harvard, he was double degreed from Harvard, obviously extremely educated, and um, at the CDC, he was a decor, you know, decorated military person and he was only 35 years old. And of course, living in Atlanta where the CDC is located. Um, and I'll just quickly t touch on that story. But yes, they had already previously searched that area of the Chattahoochee just down the street from his house, the Chattahoochee River, which uh, my parents both, I mean, my grandparents both passed away in uh, Atlanta at like 90 and 99. My grandfather, not just not many years ago, just a few years back. So I spent much time in Atlanta, even in the Chattahoochee. And it's shocking to me that they had already searched that area, but that they then said, oh, well, now there's a body and look here, how, how convenient. And not only that, but that just days before, there's a few things, but I'll make remember these points in my head. Dr. Cunningham had told his neighbors, look, um, days before he said, I, I'm going to need you to take me, just take me out of your, your phone. Just, okay. Just, just, just erase me from there. Like he, obviously there was something going on that he didn't want to talk about. And, uh, he had never as the family already. I mean, now I don't know if anyone has tried to strong arm the family, but they'd already said publicly, I've got it on live video. They said, our son has never, as far as we know, had any mental health problems yet. They ruled it a suicide, I think, because what else could they rule it? But you're telling me that a 35 year old fit Navy, I believe it was Navy. I don't, I mean, I've got 90 something. I think that's correct. Yeah. Navy. Yep. Navy, who was a trained avid swimmer at only 35, a fit young man um, would uh, somehow jump into this. It, it, it was it, the Chattahoochee is, I mean, it's anyone, it's not real. First of all, it doesn't even matter, but then you would jump into it and, and it is very difficult for someone so young and agile to jump in and force themselves to drown. Now, if he'd weighed himself down with stones or anyone else had, but they allegedly said there were, he wasn't tied down. You just jumped in and then, okay, I'm just going to hold myself. Your body naturally wants to come up. You're not just going to be, it's, it's nearly impossible. So just like so many of the other deaths. And also he left his beloved dog behind 
Bojangles, who he literally would drive all the way to Tuskegee, Alabama. Now the Tuskegee, that's a whole other yep, story. Absolutely. Yeah. At another time, but Tuskegee is just happened to be the city in Alabama where he would go to take his beloved. He had no kids yet. Maybe he wouldn't have had him, but Bojangles, um, who he adored and loved just to get his teeth clean because he had loved that dog so much yet. The family even stated that they decided because that intuition, that gut, that, you know, that's something that's wrong to drive there. But had they not, the dog would have starved to death. And not only that, but Dr. Cunningham left his wallet. He left his cell phone. He only had three crystals in his pocket. Granted, I know people find that of strange significance. He did, uh -huh. he did collect crystals. But yeah, anyway, the whole thing, CJ, is just to me... Um, preposterous that he could, and I don't say this on all cases, a lot I said, I have no idea, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but to me that he would do that, and then the Atlanta Constitution, oh, two things I gotta tell you, so AJC, real quick, Atlanta Constitution Journal, do we have time to? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, plenty of time. With Dr. Cunningham, AJC did a story where then they tried to say, well, you know, there was a possibility, well, first of all, his brother said he would never ever leave his brother his only brother that i know of said he would never leave that animal behind leave the house like this he didn't do this of his own free will and then the sister had had a talk and so i don't know how this came up but they said you know there was a chance he was gay so they tried to blame it on that it's almost 2019 it's the city of atlanta i have been there i have spent weeks i have spent half a summers there with my grandparents growing up and in their little house. And I'll tell you what, and I can't imagine anybody in this metropolitan city of Atlanta would care if he were gay or not. Not that for some people that isn't a struggle, but um, to throw himself into the Chattahoochee and kill himself and let his dog leave his dog to die because he may be gay, there's no proof of that, who cares, um, is also preposterous. Then the Atlanta police department, so Atlanta PD and the CDC were contradicting one another. There's headline news in Washington Post that says, um, the CDC said, Atlanta PD said the CDC told them that Dr. Cunningham was denied a promotion. So that was the excuse. But then the CDC did something very uncharacteristic. They actually, re and this is all off top of my head, folks. I don't know sometimes where I, how I store it all in there, but they did, they uh, announced, they made an announcement or like a, what do you see? Sometimes my brain then forgets as soon as I say that. What do you call Public it? Statement or uh, press release? Thank you, thank you, CJ. A little late on, on my coast. No, so, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it is late. Go ahead. All right, and I love it though. But they said um, they did something very unusual to release this public statement to say Dr. Cunningham was not denied a, a, a you know a, a, was a promotion. He was not denied. So, but no, uh because Atlanta PD already said no. You told us he was. So there's some definitely weird shenanigans, hanky-panky, something going on there that we don't know. Um, then the AJC comes out with kind of article after article saying, well, he might have been gay. Oh, well, that's why he threw himself in the Chattahoochee. I mean, it's they have no history of allegedly depression. No, they're saying the, the family said no history of mental illness. And I'm not saying that suicide isn't a serious thing, but I think when we have this many and each and every one just you smell a rat like Dr. Cunningham, even though he may have not been a con, I don't know if I say conventional holistic, but you're, you're, he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't a holistic medical doctor or deep, mm -hmm. or right. deep, but still, I mean, it just doesn't add up and we have so many. So, um, and I forget, oh, that you were talking about the, then the latest. So rest in peace, who knows what really happened. And I hope that we do find out in our lifetime. And then 
the other one you said was the most recent, which I forget. Sorry, who did you say? I know we've got a lot, but you mentioned another one, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, Dr. You know, I, I brought this up on your uh, your website. It was a world-famous holistic doctor suddenly shuts clinic yeah, Dr. after death. Farrah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. her, you don't, if you happen to have her last name, but I'm forgetting it for some strange reason, but Farah is her first name because we've been corresponding a little bit. I don't know if you see it there. If you don't, but Farrah. I have it brought up here. Dr. Farah, I think, is how it lists uh, through the okay. article. Um I can skim through and find it, but yeah. So, so Doctor Farah, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Doctor Farah. So she um is in Manila now. Most are in the U.S. and so people might say, well, things are. Oh no, I shouldn't say, say that. She's outside Manila in the Philippines. So people might say, okay, well, you know, it's Manila, but they have their own Food and Drug Administration. Their logo is the same as the United States. I don't know if the two connect very much, but she, I have personally talked to not only her but her patients she saw people for free. They may have to wait a very long time, but she had a beautiful solar clinic, a solar clinic out with, you could just, it was absolutely uh, gorgeous, a place that she had outside the city in the, in the beautiful Philippines. And um, she would even see patients for free if they couldn't pay them. Also, it's been in even mainstream news because some people need that kind of, uh, something to valid they feel to back it up that she'd seen many celebrities as well who, who could pay. And uh, I think they even listed a few, doesn't really matter, but you know, household name celebrities who had gone to her who had had cancer and now are in remission. So, um, and I've talked to people who have been in the same circumstances where they had autoimmune diseases or um, I don't know about vaccine injury, uh, but ca cancer, especially cancer. And she was putting them into remission and now um, the basically the, the government uh, was telling her that she had to shut down and then she did do a video and saying at first she said we're going to stay open we're going to fight it you know they've come in and tried to shut us down and tell us we told us we need this and this but we we've already provided them you know that just just put it the usual rigmarole but then she did the very tearful frightening video which just makes me cry to watch where she said um you know, my life has been threatened because of my children and my patients' lives that I don't want them dead or killed, I will be shutting immediately. So, um, but it was, I think word had gotten out so much of what she was able to do that, um, and she's maybe not even 40 years old. She's an amazing young woman, beautiful woman of what she's been able to do. Again, young, like kind of like Dr. Cunningham. Um, and she, uh, was forced to uh, shut down and she did write us and thank us for having covered her story because I, she was obviously fearful for her life and tears in the video. Um, and we, yeah, it's a shame. And there will be a few who say, but the government said that she didn't have the correct patent for like her herb. First of all, it's not even a drug. And she goes, no, we'd already da 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 done this and this. Right. And it's not like it's a pharmaceutical. It was an herb, but just like our own, country right here in the United States, the land of the free, as we all know more often, so often it doesn't have to be maybe where a holistic doctor is found dead, which is happening frequently, but um, where these holistic doctors are either sent threatening notes or whatever it will be from the government, I mean, official letters, um, or they literally shut their clinics down, kind of like Dr. Sears in California, where I'm not sure how long he's unable to practice. They didn't take his license away. I'm, I'm very happy for him because he wrote medical exemptions, as you know, for I'm sure you're very familiar with this for, um, and for vaccine, uh, for medical exemptions for vaccines mm -hmm. for children in the state after Senate bill 277 passed. So you have no philosophical or religious exemptions yet you have children in, in Los Angeles. I lived there eight years 
when you, I, I have friends in Santa Monica, their kids had never been vaccinated, but they can't afford to have their, just to, they, they can't, I know it sounds tough, but just a two bedroom condo where they're, they have a son and daughter, they're pretty little, so they can still share a bedroom. They can't afford to move. They can't afford one income to live in Santa Monica, the place they own by the beach. They didn't expect SB 277 to happen so swiftly and quickly. Thank you, Senator Pan. So they, they, are, they were actually, this is really tragic and it breaks my heart because they call me Auntie Aaron and you know all this. I send them little gifts for their holidays, but they, they had to catch up on the vaccines. And I mean, catch up, get vaccinated because they weren't. And uh, they couldn't get medical exemptions. They had another doctor whose name I won't mention who had been, had I think done a couple in the past or whatever, but said, no, I'll get my license taken away or my life taken, I can't do it now. And they had to vaccinate their children because they could not afford, they don't, either of them are rich or make a huge income and they, two of them are what support to pay their mortgage and to, um, just to be able to live in Santa Monica near their family and where they're from. They're both from California. So that's really tragic when, and people say, ah, homeschool, just move, move. They, right. you just can't sell a house overnight and quit your jobs without a big savings and just move out of California. It's not easy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's sorry, kind of went off there. Forgive my uh, rant. So. Oh no, no, it's perfectly fine. Um, I'm I'm picking up just a tad echo in oh, in the background. That's okay. I'm not sure if you have another uh, window open or the volume. Maybe okay. That's oh. down now. It's, I think sorry. it's sorry. Just a tad. No windows open. No, we have okay. every window. If, if you want to just adjust your volume, just down just a tad, and I think that'll make the echo go away. Can you hear me now? Okay. Okay, yeah. it's gone now. Perfect. My bad. I should have. No, had no, no. It's not your bad. It just, it just, it, for some reason, it just, it just picked up. So I'm mean, maybe I adjusted my audio. But you, you said a lot there, and, and for. I want to pause for a moment because I think it's important that when we talk about this discussion and where we currently are, we're seeing uh, a, a huge movement in terms of of tyranny. I don't. I don't really. I really don't think you can call it anything else because if you look at the legislation that was passed, you know, in California, uh, in regards to you can't go to public education in unless you've received these vaccinations or private, right? I mean, or private. There's there's been other attempts in other states yeah. to pass this, even even nationally, and oh, then yeah. and then independent news outlets, media outlets like yourselves, like us, that you know that all these things that were in the past were. Oh, they're conspiracy theorists, and all of these things are coming true now. All of these things are coming, you know, to, to full circle and people understanding. And now we're witnessing an actual attempt because I think that they understand that more people are waking up to the reality of these things. Now there's an attempt to silence a media because they want to keep this going. You know, I think at some point, you know, I don't agree with a lot of what he says. I think at some point everyone was probably red pilled by Alex Jones, but I think he's a perfect example. I know, right? I mean, it's a perfect example of potentially what could happen where they pretty much wiped out his entire media footprint. They pretty much oh. just were able to systematically go in. And we know what that's about because he touched on a lot of these topics, Aaron, that that you do. And that's that's that that's the amazing thing. And, and but the media, the media is absolutely silenced and 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 love him or or hate him. Right. And, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go too political in regards to this this conversation. But one thing is for 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 darn sure, Aaron, and that's the fact that 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 Donald J. Trump has exposed the media. He's exposed the media, the propaganda, 
they call it daily programming for a reason is because they, they, they program you on what you they want you to believe. But yet they won't cover some of the most, they'd rather talk about Russian collusion versus the catastrophe, the the tragedy of what's occurring in Florida uh, with the, the marine life. And and I don't think it gets enough coverage at all. And, and I don't think it's they've done anything to stop it. I think that Rick Scott has maybe declared him. I don't know what he's done. I, I, state of emergency, but we wonder what he's done uh, with the funds. And as far, you know, it's, I, I have no problem. And especially here on rogue news, I'm glad to be able to have this format to be able to talk about it openly because people do get very emotional. Even when I have brought up Alex Jones, but here's what I say. I, I did see a lot of people because folks get confused. Folks say, Aaron, I can't believe that you would have anyone so there's about a, a million on all, like my groups and the, the pages combined is just just maybe a million or just under a million people um, on my pages and people say everybody here's got to be a Republican there couldn't be a Democrat but what I explain is that I'm I'm kind of not a big part of the two party system but I explain vaccines don't discriminate well, there's a lot way more than that neither do does cancer autoimmune illnesses so we have folks here who want help with their health and maybe their child like yours is vaccine injured, but they were, I, I don't want to stereotype, but I, don't, but I sometimes I'll use these descriptions. Maybe they were even self-described kind of crunchy granola moms who homeschool and they make their own clothes out of hemp and they are awesome. And they tend to be a little more, um, you know, maybe to the left, or you have folks who are love their guns and also homeschool and moms that aren't so crunchy or whatever, but they are a little more to the right. But really, I think that's so important that we put our differences aside and see what we, um, the, you know, discover what we have in common. Because sure, Alex Jones, and I saw people even on my own page say, Aaron, you should be thrilled he got banned. I hated what he said, but here's the thing. Even if you just, and we haven't even touched on Donald Trump, President Trump, but with Alex Jones, even for people who said, look, I, I can't stand him. I was a Bernie fan. I can't stand GMOs. I, um, but I, I loved Bernie. I, um, whatever their things, I'm from Vermont, whatever their deal, that's fine. But what they need to understand is that if we, it's a slippery slope once we take away Alex Bingo. Jones. Bingo. And even if they, couldn't stand his politics. He, and I'm not, I'm not, again, I, there are things I don't agree with him on and same with the, the, with the president, but he still touched upon genetically modified, not touched upon. He talked a lot about, and to a huge audience, I think Alex Jones is one of the biggest um, kind of, what would I say? Um, new journalists who is not in mainstream. So mm -hmm. eat vaccines, genetically modified food, fluoride in the water. I mean, this guy, Pharma's big pharma, mm -hmm. and there aren't many, uh, they're not talking about on mainstream because he wasn't pharma funded, like Fox or MSNBC from one side to the other. Right, they right. Pharmaceutical and big agricultural funded. Alex wasn't. I do agree with you on about, um, about Donald Trump as well. And again, I have people say, Aaron, I can't stand him and, and that's okay that's okay that's because they're programmed they're brainwashed with the media they want to they believe half the thing the media puts out there well yeah first of all they're seeing that and even if they just maybe he's not there and, and i'm not again i'm not it's not that defending but it's just there are some things that are factual so even if they said look even before he was president I just, I don't like his kind of in your face personality. That's okay too. Both of them have very strong personalities and that's all right. But he still, at least unlike any other 
probably since, I don't know, maybe Kennedy did or something, but since before Kennedy, I'm sure there was somebody before him. He's the only president. Again, I'm not, I know this makes people so, it gets people so angry or um, worked up, but at least, even if you disagree with a lot of things Donald Trump says, that's okay. But, and if you, if even if you don't like his personality or whatever it might be, but he spoke out, he spoke up about vaccinations. I mean, he's spoken publicly about it. He spoke about it at the uh, at the uh, Republican debates. And yeah, absolutely. Ben, the African American gentleman, Ben Carson. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Doctor yep. Doctor Ben Carson, a pediatric pediatric neurologist, to say yes, I would agree that yep, that we probably give too too and uh, too many and too small a time span. It's ridiculous. And Rand Paul, who is also a doctor, and of course his father Ron Paul, who I really liked. Um, just because um, I really, I really like him as a person, and I don't know. I just, I just am. A, I'm, I'm a Ron Paul fan, and I know that'll make people angry. So I think that politics does do divide us, but that, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that our, our president. It's, it scares me because Kennedy. Of course, we know that Robert F. Kennedy um, did go to him and wanted to be able to be on like a committee where they would talk about vaccines. But I am just, it's saddened that perhaps other powers that be prevented that from you know from happening even though i think i, I think trump would have liked for it to happen right right yeah and 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 again i don't you know get you know too crazy on the political aspect of it but that's one thing that the majority of americans that, that americans don't understand is that they still want to label america as a republic and we lost our republic we lost our republic about so about 10 16 years ago when there was a merger of corporations and government and yeah. that's where we landed today we are in a fascist state where corporate corporation america dictates the policies the laws i mean look at the opioid addiction that was that was a manufactured crisis right oh, you yeah. know and, and it was green lighted by the, the the institutions that were supposed to be there to help protect us the fda the cdc they green lighted these things oh, and, 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 it, and it was no Political discourse. Look at the labeling. You know, there was an attempt to label GMO foods in our country. Yeah, and and, and it was blocked. It was completely blocked. So, so again, for and and that's the one thing that I want to get the majority of people to understand is that put put this whole you know left right paradigm for aside for a second. Let's think of of humanity. Let's think of our health of what's transpired. We don't have to live in a collective society that we all have to agree upon everything. We we oh. don't. We have our own individual liberty. We have our own individual freedom, and that can be pertained specifically to our freedom of speech, and then also, more importantly, our medical freedom as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that the now the, the I, I don't like to say the powers that be, but for lack of better words at this time of night, or perhaps I I don't know that I would think of a better term that they would like us to be divided, and I see that divide more than ever now. Where before, even well before. Kennedy, because I'll see a lot of people on either side quoting JFK, and they 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 love JFK, and that's cool. Um, but it's like even after him, I think that we could come together as the people in this country, and and it wasn't this huge divide. Sure, people have their arguments, but yeah, you're right. I think that's so important that we um, that that we kind of forget the left right thing, and that we we come together because no matter who's on Rogue News or who's on. Um, my pages, I think that they want, um, you know, that, that, that as far as, especially with their food, they, they want, uh, 
they, they want to know what's in their food. It's really pretty simple. I think they just want to know what they're eating. If they don't want it to be some kind of guessing game where even when I go, I am sometimes tricked and people say, well, shouldn't eat any packaged food. Well, we, we, as you were saying, travel a lot. We're on the road. There's sometimes where I'm on the road and I, I can't cook a meal from scratch and I don't have some organic restaurant uh, just handy to go to and get a meal. So we will have to eat something packaged. And I think that it's healthy, natural, but if you look carefully, there can even be uh, genetically modified ingredients that if you don't look carefully, you wouldn't even know. In fact, they, they don't have to even disclose that. So yeah, it's really frightening what, um, what is happening in our society. Yet when I'm in European nations um, or even, uh, I don't know so much in, uh, like when I, we were in Central America earlier this year, but especially when I'm in European nations, first of all, GMOs are, they're labeled and there's only like a couple, it's kind of like the, the bargain basement bin in the back of the, the store with a couple things in their GMO and everybody's buying the bio, bio, biologic or like bio, the mm -hmm. biologic organic and that's Europe yet in this, this, this country, the land of the free that was supposed to be founded on freedom. We cannot, um, we cannot get our food labeled. And yes, you are correct that I think that it was frightening the legislation that one of our, I believe is a Congresswoman here in the state of Florida tried to pass for vaccinations for adults. Now that did, that, that one failed, but I believe there's, there's more, there'll be more legislation. I'm sure they'll try to pass um, and that's what's that's what's frightening because already I'll talk to people kind of in our age group who tell me they're worried about their kids. Maybe they're some my age even have little kids. Some have kids in high school or about to start college and they're worried about trying to not have them be forced mandated, you know, mandated vaccines for them. But then they're at that age where their folks are a little older and their parents are like, oh, no, they, they, they are that. I think even more so than us, our parents are from that era where they trusted their doctor. And mm. when their doctor, my folks even, well, now it's just my mom as my dad passed recently, but my folks always went to a DO thinking that's a little bit better, but she's probably younger than me. And, and I think graduated med school by the time where it's just like, no, 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 you get, they do their flu shot. They do their shingle shot. They do, um, you know, if, uh, if, if we had a teenager in the family, they do their, or 11 year old, even at 10, nine, whatever their Gardasil and they're, yeah, the doctors are, are brainwashed too. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sad time we live in, except I do think there's, you know, there's, um, light at the end of the tunnel. There maybe. is. Yes. Maybe yes, absolutely. How, how fast our society can change. So if you think about it, um, what even in the 60s or i think in georgia just our neighboring state they had segregate the segregation for high school or any schools till 1969 so i had just seen that uh, in an in an article i was reading about georgia seems a lot of stories i end up doing are in atlanta lately and so they had segregated schools until 1969 uh that was just before i was born so um, and my father talks about when he was little and they had, he was in the South, grew up in Chicago. So he's like a city boy. And they said, you're drinking out of the drinking. You can't drink out of that drinking fountain. He's like, why? They said, it says colored. And he's like, they said, that's you know, for the black people. He says, so, <laughs> I mean, he's been drinking out of drinking fountains. <laughs> Everybody used to use drinking fountains back in the day. And he's been drinking out of those in Chicago with people of all different, uh, you know, multicultural society for years. And, uh, so we've seen how quickly things change. Even in 40 something years, there have been drastic changes kind of with the whole civil rights movement in the 60s. Yes. 
And so I do believe that in our uh, lifetime, we could see drastic changes making people really opening their eyes. And, uh, and I hope so, especially in the light of like the Bayer, Bayer buying Monsanto, yeah. like you said. And so a drug company buying the big ag company. But I think people are uh, slowly waking up and they know that. And that's why when Bayer bought Monsanto, boom, they dropped the name Monsanto because um, they know that it is, uh, you know, just, no one, no one likes Monsanto and uh, it's equates just, you know, evil. So now it's just Bayer. Oh, Bayer aspirin. They're good. But if you look at the history of Bayer and yeah, it's, right. it's pretty frightening. Yeah. There, there's a lot of signs of hope. There definitely is. I mean, that was, that was one case where, you know, we were conspiracists at one time because we said that glyphosate caused cancer and now there's actually a case and uh, the gentleman was, a, was a rewarded that the funds. And, and then you also see a little bit uh, with uh, some of the work that you do in regards to uh, some of the, 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 the hemp or the, uh, the alternative health treatments that are now available. You know, I think that uh, medicinal uh, cannabis is, is truly, you know, where you're, you're looking at has like a 70% uh, approval. So people are being more open to different ideas. And so I put my faith and I put my trust in humanity. And that's why the work that you're doing at Health Nut News is just so important. Uh, so I want to see, you know, your work continue to grow, to expand, to reach new audiences. Uh, I know I, I truly support what you're doing and appreciate it. Erin, um, is there is there anything else that's on your your radar that you would like to to share or discuss briefly, or or feel free to share how listeners can learn more about you, and then also please plug your social handles, please. Oh, thank you. I'll make it real quick, but I was thrilled with Dwayne Johnson's case against Monsanto, and I want to say one thing that people said. Okay, this guy is super old. I kept seeing comments, even from my a couple of my own supporters that said, the guy's super old. I know he has cancer, but you know, that's kind of that's almost like an just an accepted thing now, cancer, like you know, yeah, old it, age. Yeah. And first of all, he's 49. I at least that's what I understand. And Robert F. Kennedy was one of the counsel for him. So I gotta give shout out to Mr. Kennedy, who by the way, their family's been traditionally Democrats. So again, that's why it kind of blows away that whole idea of it's just one side Absolutely. or one party about you know GMOs, vaccines. And uh, so yeah, I was happy to see that, although even though he got, I think, 282 point, well, they'll see if they appeal or they're appealing or whatever, but 282.2 million dollars. Um, but that's still huge. Even uh, if they try to appeal or overturn it, that 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 happened. Um, and then, sure, as far as my own, um, I'm trying to think if I have any parting thoughts. Well, my my website is Health Nut News. It will be will be coming up on our five year anniversary, which. Um, kind of blows my mind. It has gone very quickly. And I give away a book on there kind of about my own story and, you know, weight loss and all that kind of stuff, having lost a, a large amount of weight that I've been able to keep off five years. So that's healthnutnews.com. And at the top, you can get the book if you like. And it talks about the vaccine injury and the whole kind of story. And we update it regularly. Um, so you can, if you want to put your email in and we send it to you. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much from there, all the social media handles are listed uh, that we that we have out there. And uh, yeah, we are seeking, really encouraging people, of course, to get on the newsletter because even with a, a million folks on Facebook, that could, I understand, disappear tomorrow because not just Alex Jones, as people think, but hundreds upon hundreds of people I even know in my own friends, health, and especially alternative health pages were the first 
to disappear. There are national articles on that. So we always ask people, and I would say the same for Rogue News, if to get on your, to get on their newsletter, get on my newsletter, because that's a good way to um, keep that lifeline with us in case they just boom, take our social media down tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. It could happen. So Aaron, I want to thank you so much for a wonderful interview. I would, I would love uh, to do this again. I truly enjoyed this time. I, I know there's several other topics that we could discuss, but again, it just falls back to your work is just so important. So for our listeners, please go to healthnutnews.com. Make sure you subscribe. Erin uh, has a free book in there that you can download. Also make sure to visit her Facebook page, all of her social handles. Uh, she's very active, does a lot of live stream. Uh, you never know when Erin's going to go live. It could be like one in the morning, it could be two in the morning. I'll have my phone to, uh, next to me and I'll be like, Erin's live. I'm like, let's go see what's, uh, there's something oh. urgent happening. Let's go find out what it is. So Erin, thank you so much. And, and again, please like, share, subscribe, uh, roguenews.com. Uh, Erin, uh, once again, thank you for a great interview. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. You too.